Hello, Phoenix is rising and so are we. Welcome into the PHNX Rising Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us here on a Tuesday night. Uh, I am Max Simpson. I wakey, am- wakey, my friend. You sound like you're nodding off. That's how we're going to start, right? All I know. Right. Yeah, of course we are. Of course we are. All righty. And I'm joined by Mr. Owen Evans. Owen, how are we doing? Yeah, I mean, I hear that you actually beat Trigg in FIFA today. So not that hard to do, apparently. He did indeed. He beat Trigg by two games. Would you like to tell the people uh, how you were distracting me throughout oh, these games? Oh, multiple times. I-, I prevented this guy from, at one point, I was just flat out like... He was. He's not seen. Like, I took the hat and like did this. Mm-hmm. And still, Reese could, uh, he couldn't score. Nope. Trigg, you let me down, mate. Can score. He positioned his body to where I couldn't see the screen. He was uh, he, he was just, just uh, in the way. He, he was a big poop housery for those who uh, partake. But um, yep, so we got us two. We got Reese and we have Mr. Mr. Jacob uh, producing behind the Mac. But good to see everyone here in the chat. Uh, yeah. Appreciate you joining us. We have uh, we got a lot to talk to today. Uh, shall we get into Phoenix Rising? Travel to a little Coachella, a little Coachella vibes, if you will. Yeah, they're in Coachella at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, they had a preseason friendly Not against they did. against one Minnesota United. Yeah. And while they did fall two one, you were there. You have a couple of table ways, don't you? Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to start with, Max? What do you think we should start with? Oh man, I mean, listen, we can even. Big thing, right? And maybe it's not a big thing because it's still relatively early on. Let's walk through. Let's walk through the starters. Let's paint the picture for the people. All of the Phoenix Rising starters who did end up playing, you know, one half and then they rotated uh, a line shift, if you were, for those hockey fans uh, here in the chat. Uh, shout Wrong out to the podcast. That's the only plug I'll get. Um, yeah, if you if you take a look at who were the starters that were Phoenix Rising players, doesn't count any trialists or anyone from other teams. You have Funmayar, Majoma, Jose Andres Hernandez, Zambrano, Azucar, Panos Amarnakis, Erickson Gallardo, and Remy Cabral. Who, right, let's, who do we like? Who do we like from uh, like there? Kind of seeing of who well, might be able to fit Well, the I'll give you a, a both sides on that one. Both sides on the who do you like, who do you not. Uh, let's start with Remy Cabral up top, right? Someone that uh, obviously is known to... Uh, our friends up in DNVR, of mm-hmm. course, he's here on loan from Colorado Rapids. And coming off of a golden boot winning season in MLS Next Pro, and he managed to add a goal, uh, his first goal of the preseason on Saturday. I, I, I mean, really, honestly, it's one of those things we're buying. We'll, we'll get into this in a second. We're going to have a video in a second to run through some things on Remy Cabral. But just being able to see, just picking up some confidence, picking up some chemistry with the teammates, it's all very, very good stuff. So let's, let's have a listen to that video now. It's always important for for attacking players, obviously centre forwards, to to hit the back of the net. Um, Darius Formella last week has, uh, has has got his first goal of preseason. Remy today gets his first goal. So for centre forwards, that's that's always an important thing. Um, so I'm pleased for him, and it was an excellent goal from the team, uh, and a very good finish from from Remy today. And um, he'll, you know, always for centre forwards that first moment and that first goal and that first feeling of of the ball hitting the back of the net is one that um, not only is I hope a, a confidence boost for him, but uh, but something that he he now carries forward through the rest of preseason, and we now, you know, we ask him obviously to now keep working at producing many more of those moments. He's, he makes me really really happy. He makes my confidence at the at the best. Huh? It's always good to score, so I'm happy for that. How uh, well do you think you're developing chemistry with your new teammates here in Phoenix? Uh, we're doing. I think we're doing well. It's just the preseason. It's only like three weeks we are together. We start to build the connection and looking forward. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I think it's... I think you need to get that confidence, don't you? You do. You do. I, I think this might be a very double standard rule, and I don't think it's necessarily a hard and fast rule, but I feel you always take these preseason friendlies with a grain of salt. But to me, you almost, you only... To my mind, there's only like favorable ways you can look at it. If let's say a player is maybe out of form or the chemistry isn't there, well, it's very easy to say, okay, it's early, especially in a new system with new teammates around him as he is. But then when you're able to actually bag bag goals and you are able to actually get in the flow of it, well, then that's only a positive because congrats, it usually takes a bit to get that going. Even if it's within the preseason context, even if players aren't at full strength within the starting lineups, doesn't matter. Still ahead of schedule, in my opinion. Right. And I, I think there's something as well to point out here with, with Cabral in terms of just the, the goal that he scored, the ball that comes in from Gallardo. Right. Yeah, it finds him, but he still has to do a bit with oh, it. Yeah. Right. He's on the edge of the penalty area. There's players around him. And you've got to to find a way to, to then take that and... and still put it in the back of the net and he did so um he made it look relatively easy that looked like a striker with confidence and again you keep that run going you keep that going further that's important someone else i'll point out let's look at panos Armanakis a little bit we can talk about him i think that in the first half yes the attention will be on gallardo plays it into cabral great but i think you do also need to pay attention to panos and panos's role in that goal panos Overall, I'll say this about his first half. We know he struggled with the ankle in the past. I, I felt as though watching him at times, he was maybe a little bit ginger on it, to be honest. It wasn't the most um, just confident in his movement at times, I felt. Um, when you watched him off the ball, especially, it didn't feel as though he was the most confident with his movement. But after having one potential counter-attack that maybe he was a little bit slow to make the decision on whether he was going to run, whether he's going to pass, quite what he was going to do, what well, you see him on that second opportunity then when he does find Gallardo, he takes a couple of touches and then he puts that ball forward. It's a lovely weighted ball. It curls around. It finds Gallardo getting around a defender to get it to Gallardo. And that's what helps launch it in that moment. Again, that's what you're looking for from a guy like Panos. You're not looking at him to... Yeah, he'll chip in with a few goals over the course of the season, but you're not looking for him to be the guy who's putting the ball in the back of the net. You're looking for him to pick out those passes. That's the kind of stuff that he can do. Really good at reading the game in that sense. I will switch around a bit to the back line now, I think. And there's kind of two ways of mm-hmm. approaching this in the first half. I'll start by talking a little bit about Alejandro Fuenmayor. So Fuenmayor gave up two penalties. Um, obviously, Minnesota had two penalties in the first half. Fuenmayor gave up two. Uh, the second one, I'm not thoroughly convinced by. I feel like there was a little bit of an opportunistic uh, opportunity to go down. Um, the first one, I think, was, was probably a penalty. Um, just, I think, something to note there. More broadly, though, I, I know like we, we can talk about Rising have done this in the past, but they, they were definitely very, very committed to playing at the back at times. To me, visually, it looked, at least in that first half, as though they were doing it, maybe taking a few more risks than they normally would. Um, I did ask Danny about that after after the game. Mm. Should you have a listen? I mean, I wouldn't... I, possibly some risks that maybe you wouldn't, or, and just, honestly, some, some areas where we need to continue to improve and, and clean up at and, and set some more reminders for the players who, who have been with us over the last year. And obviously, again, we're still integrating players into uh, into the team that, um, that haven't done as much of those pieces of, of play with us previously so we're, we you know that's something we'll still work out hard in training and part of what we're here for this week is also to play games look at film and train and work and we'll can we'll continue to do that this week but um, yes I mean look, we, I, I'm pleased that the players tried to play um, and I think again at times they played some some very good stuff and um, we're able to create problems for, for Minnesota as well yeah it's a, again a lot of this during the early parts of 
preseason, as you keep on getting more games, as you get closer with, you know, where you get closer to teammates, you have more uh, practice time with them is it's just kind of finding the little nuances, the little things of right. Like, where's your positioning on the touchline where, you know, what's the type of speed you're typically playing, playing the ball with those kind of unspoken movements of how are you moving through the midfield? All those little things. I feel you know, this is where you really find out a lot about that. And again, this is where I only paint preseasons, rightly or wrongly, in a positive light. If you aren't crushing it, that's okay. You got time. If you're ahead of schedule, fantastic. Then that's great for the team. I mean, I think even from the offensive side of things, you're mentioning Panos, maybe a little bit ginger, um, you know, possibly with the ankle. I think it's also just coming with time again, like kind of finding out, you know, people's role within the offense, knowing that he wants to galvanize, that he wants to take the game head on. But it's also you're working with different people, kind of working with their movement. And I think when you're talking about Panos, when you're talking about even Alo Frontmayor in the back line, it just takes time, man. Like you can't, I think you can't learn a ton from these preseason games, but it does help with the little things. You're not going to take yeah. some sweeping, you know, you can't really take sweeping no, general big picture things from that. No, it is what I'll say. And I, I, I think Michael has a good point on the Minnesota center back. Um, I think either wasn't suited to this particular style of play or just otherwise was well out of sync. And that may, means that some of the chances look like they're, or some of the decisions to play out the back can look a bit worse maybe than they are. Um, just the chemistry not really there. Um, as you look at it, I, I'll mention this because of Josh Warren bringing out the need of proper six. Just to, to give you a bit of an idea, obviously it was Hernandez and Zambrano in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. I felt as though Hernandez was the one dropping a little bit deeper compared to Zambrano. You'd see Hernandez come back into the back line when they were needing it to help build out from, um, build out from the back, whereas Zambrano was a little bit further up the field in that first half. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I know, I was, again, they did a pretty comprehensive swap for the second half. Anyone worth note uh, you'd like to call out? Sure. Um, so we still look at the second half, and I'm again, I'm just kind of peering over at Max's laptop because he's got them all listed out, and this will make sure I don't forget people. Um, Isaiah Kakush, right? I, I think, look, was he great in the first game? Was he bad in the first game? We saw probably not. You probably aren't going with either. I felt like he definitely improved. That's something that... that young buck. He is. He is, right? This is a guy who literally just turned 16. Baby lamb. Okay? Literally just turned 16. And I don't think he looked out of place. I don't think he looked out of place on that pitch against Minnesota United. Um, I think that uh, what helped as well, and you'll, you'll see us now, if, uh, I'll talk about it. We yeah. They played out the back and a lot of the attacks were going down his side, right? And a large part of that is that I don't think he was really getting beaten very much on his side either. Um, I, I think he was able to cover the ground that, that Gabby Torres was, was kind of leaving there quite well. Um, I think that he was you know, someone who would also look to sometimes drive forward, and I, I like that out of the back. Again, 16-year-old, he looked a lot better. Danny said after the game that this is a guy who's been picking things up from other players, and it's a learning process, but it's a good learning process for him, and it seems to be improving so far, and I think that's an important one to note. I'll add again, that, that one side of the field, it was Gabby Torres, it was Fede Varela. That's where a lot of the opportunities felt like they were coming from right they were linking up quite well over there yes is rusty yes they're not quite getting as many opportunities maybe as they should or maybe not converting the ones that they are getting what i'll add here though is that there was at least one that went into darish formella from that side and probably should have been dealt with better than it was in the end um Darius Formella as well, just to speak to that one. Formella is someone who I saw, I think he was drifting a lot more yeah. than we saw Cabral drifting in the first half. Maybe that's more the nature of them, the two of them as players. They're slightly different players, especially because Cabral had the full-on conversion to you're a nine now. Yeah. He's probably thinking about it a lot more. There's probably sure. a lot less 
you know, absent-minded maybe drifting at times. I'm not saying that's what Formal is doing either, but but it did mean that there were times when maybe you'd hope to have Darius in the mixer or in that dangerous position to be able to feed him the ball, and he'd either drifted a little bit deeper Still, yeah. or he'd gone out wide. It's kind and, of in between, yeah. Right, and again, it's preseason. This is time to get used to each other, time to work out the, the game plans more broadly, um, and I'm sure they'll work that one out, but uh, that's just, a, just an observation there, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, he's he's kind of that kind of interesting kind of tactical wrinkle that almost like, like Dada Rito quite fiery as well, by yeah. the way. Um in that in that second half. Very right. fiery. Guy was getting quite uh animated i'll put it that way nice yeah uh, again formal going back to formality he's kind of that tweener player um i mean we've seen even last season of not maybe not necessarily nailing down what the best position is but it's like right he can offer you two different two different kind of roles so it's really just figuring out not only where he sits but where other players sit in relation i'm seeing a couple people in the chat seeing devinal and paul both alluding to that how young kush is yes that either devinal he is older than kush and paul my daughter is older than him gotta love it you know uh it is the question right and I, I did I did say probably about oh I'd say two minutes ago that you cannot make big sweeping you know assumptions and takeaways from these types of games and I do stand by that however I am curious right when you look at who's playing in the first half the quote-unquote starters when you look at who's in the second half we begged this question last preseason of at what point do you start to kind of see the makings of who's going to be your starters once the regular season rolls around? Last year was definitely a different circumstance given that almost the entire the entire team was new. While you do have a different head coach this time around, he was in the system last year, of course, as the assistant coach. And yet you have a lot of these guys who are returning from last year. My question is, can you kind of see that some of the starters should be, can you nail down some of them as starters going into the regular season? Or do you think still a little bit too early to tell to really start solidifying? Still a bit too early to tell, but what I'd say is that my expectation here is that the first team is more likely to be it, although defensively there are a lot of changes that are still to be made. Namely because only Alejandro Fuenmayor, um, who was a Phoenix Rising player, started in the back three. Um I, I think that's it to me. I, I'd imagine you, the team will probably look at putting Wyke in the back. They'll probably look at... I mean, to be clear as well, Mo, Mo Traore um, wasn't fit for the last game and is expected to be to be fit for tomorrow. Um, and obviously, John Stenberg also is uh, easing his way back in, um, easing his way back in and should be in full training, hopefully in the very near future. Um, but we'll have to see on that one. So I, I think... Backline excluded, yeah, maybe you can make one or two tweaks in the rest of it, but I feel as though that first lineup is probably closer. But I, I you never know. You never know, do you? You never know. Yeah, it'll especially because sometimes people will have a really standout performance in a couple of these games and completely yeah. change, completely change their complexion. Yeah, and again, like the thing that we kind of stressed a bit even last time out was these games, no matter how good or bad someone is in the game, there's so much more that goes into it. So much that we're not seeing, you know, behind closed doors, on the practice pitch, how they are in the locker room. I know this was kind of contributing to the captain conversation we had, but the same thing goes for those guys who are who are nailing it in, um, you know, who are nailing down those starting jobs. Again, 
the games is where you show it. But again, there's only so much you can really glean from preseason. So it's definitely yeah. kind of like a mental jigsaw yeah. how you balance it. Yeah, no, it is. We'll see. Well, when they eventually come back to Ari- to you know uh, cross California, they will be in Arizona. And once you're in Arizona, you can play our friends at Arizona Lottery. Our friends at Arizona Lottery, you can have fun with their Arizona, their AZ Adventure program. It's a new, unique ticket promotion. Celebrates the glory and beauty that Arizona has to offer. There are three ways, kind of three ways that you can play and win big. Number one, you play their Arizona Adventure Lottery tickets featuring three iconic landscapes. Got Picacho Peak, Monument Valley, and Camelback Mountain. I have What's hiked your favorite of those? Two, I've hiked two Again? of them. I've had two of them out of the three. Can you name the one I didn't hike yet? Picacho Peak, Monument Valley, Camelback Mountain. Which one have I not hiked? Monument. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct. I there we go. Hiked. I'm correct. I have not, I have not I hiked. I know what I'm talking about. You did not sound confident when you said that, but I sound confident when I say that Arizona Adventure is absolutely fantastic. Those three scratchers, they have ticket prizes up to $50,000. What would you do with $50,000? I actually already hate that question. Don't answer it. Uh, number two, the second way that you can win is you can check in at their geolocated adventures. Pretty simple. Literally go to one of 10 different destinations across the street, uh, across the state. Literally, you can hike. No, everyone's looking at me. Is there one like, across the street? Okay. Is there uh, one across the street? Actually, I will say there's actually, one, the street there's actually one not too far. Uh, there's a hole in the rock. You can you can hike hole in the rock at Papago Park, and that counts as one oh, of your adventures. It is a great hike. It is a great hike. Very easy to do. You can literally do a little hike there. Boom. Check in to the Players Club app through Arizona Lottery. You can win points and chance for win prizes. Super mm. easy. Go out hiking like Eric Dick. Yes. And, Former rising goalkeeper, yes, and, Eric Dick. Yep. And find and find all that list at azadventure.com. Third way, enter tickets online for a chance to win $1 million in cash prizes and Arizona travel prizes. It's a great way to play, everyone. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure for a chance to win a $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes we i lo- see the chat says you haven't hiked to todd's tattoo shop yet max got it uh yeah we will uh okay yeah. i'll just then just a second but uh you know wherever i'm going especially if i'm looking at easy lottery tickets i can get them at our friends at circle k circle k they have uh you know oh, and you were telling me today they have their inner circle program yeah they do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know uh, their inner circle program right yeah we, this is part of america's thirst shop circle k they have all the great member benefits. Of Will he get it right this time? Is he going to get it right? Is he going to get it right? Come on. Come on. <laughs> the pressure is on, Max. Right. What do you get? What do you get I'm in the inner circle? I'm, I'm ad man. You can, uh, you can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. <laughs> you can save. Um, one, And then once you exhaust through ooh, exhaust through those fill-ups, you can then save three cents per gallon, even get up to five cents per gallon just by entering your phone number. Super easy. Get snacks for free chips for free pizzas for free all this great stuff all you gotta do download the inner circle app it's that easy circle k boom um people are saying you know kind of referencing uh, the tattoo and everything like that you know what else would be easy to do max what's that get tatted yeah, know, especially yeah. when it's free yeah, that's no, what no, the chance I, I see brett's i see brett's comment in there yeah uh again how long is that live stream gonna be quite long probably you are saying that as the guy who's gonna be there and this is actually a great segue because we have been asked, we're trying to coordinate times. Do you know who, where it's being held up right now? By Jacob Franklin. Yeah, I don't have a date for it yet. I've literally given you several. We need yeah, to Yeah, but one. Max, to be fair, you gave him one date that we know for certain we can't do because there may be some interesting news coming in the near future, by the way, Phoenix Rising fans. <clears throat> nice. Yes. Uh, see, 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 uh, Zanel said, yeah, Circle K is a great place to get a nice cold drink. Oh, after a fresh tattoo. Yeah, funny that. Yeah. 
Had me in the first half. Well, yes, more uh, news on the tattoo will be coming uh, once Jacob gets in gear. All right, cool. Direct all questions to Jacob Franklin. Thank you, everyone. Um, do you want videos or do you want Oh, dates, boy, Max? here we go. All righty. Um, you know, something we can uh, turn our attention to and never talk about the tattoo again is Phoenix Rising. Yeah, we were speaking about Eric Dick. Well, let's talk yes. about a potential lone goalkeeper. He's... um. He's a he's a player that you've uh, uh, done quite a bit of research on, as well as uh, Stalaki Reese has also done some research. And um, let me give some context here. Well, I, yes, you him? may, you may. All right, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about a guy called Hunter Salty, who, as you may have noticed, has been a trialist, mm. quote unquote, for Phoenix Rising in the last two open preseason games. Um, I, I'm. You know, indications are the team has some interest in him. Um, like, like, I, I can't say personally that... I, I mean, I, I got to be honest, I can't say personally that my uh, impressions so far from watching him have been that great, but we delved into the numbers. Let's have a look. You're a very kind man. Very kind man. Oh, uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, so here's his numbers in MLS Next Pro. Two years of MLS Next Pro. 28 appearances. One clean sheet in the 28. 56.3% save percentage and uh, 2.75 goals against average. So average goals per game. Um, um, uh, those numbers aren't good. Um, okay, okay, well, well let's... I, I'm not... I'm. Let, let's say a couple things. Number one, it's not... The clean sheets and the goals against are not a necessarily full and diamond on him. No. Now, that being said, that the save, save percentage, percentage is... There's not much you can say when you're saving slightly more than one out of two. Not great. Um, no. I don't really know how else to draw it up, but... Uh, you're trying to defend him I'm here. Not trying to, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying I know, to, I'm I know. To, you know, I, just, just paint the look, picture. I understand to a degree that Phoenix Rise is in an awkward spot, right? Yeah. Obviously, Patrick Rakowski has not been fit to play in these last few games. Rocco Rios-Novo is only just about to return. He's probably going to want a little bit of time off because he's been going at it pretty much on for a while now. I'm also told, actually, by the way, that, that Salty played in the 6-1 loss for Portland Timbers 2... Um, they came to Phoenix. Is that right, Trig? Back in uh, 2020? 2020, yeah. Tr Trig's nodding at me. It's yes. correct. Good. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. But um, those aren't great numbers, and that's a lower level than than here. Um, I understand the desperation. I wonder if this is the right move to make um, because those numbers don't speak to me in positive Dude. ways, and I can't personally say that I've yeah. seen anything in the actual games have made me think that those numbers are drastically wrong. The other thing I'll add, I haven't seen him get as involved, I think, in the build that play out of the back as yep. I would personally that's, that's crucial. be expecting that is a to see. We know that Rocco Rios-Novo is the starting goalkeeper, presumably, on this team. Um, that's critical for him, right? That's a big part of what he does. Um, I find it interesting to know whether that the reason that they're not doing it that way is because A, he can't, or B, they're just not. Um, maybe he's not asked to play that way. That's what I'm saying. Maybe yeah. he's not being asked to play that way. Sure. But that also isn't amazing then no. to be in that position because that, that's still an important part of how they, they play. Um, yeah. Yeah, to quote uh, Albert in the chat, I may be just a layman but who knows nothing of football. But my initial impression of those numbers is that they are not good. Uh, Kurt, shout out Stack Lackey, Reese. Uh, a couple Trig more, over there with the numbers. A couple more numbers from previous seasons. I'll, I'll put it this way, guys. Uh, you know, you're seeing the, what do we, th we threw out for that save percentage, 56.3. Yeah, that's one of the, the high points. Um, you know, even with 
put it this way, when he was with Portland in the top flight in the 2021 season for two appearances, including one off the bench, very limited sample size in two games, but save percentage of 37.5. It's not great. Goals allowed average is 4.02 per match in those two appearances. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a smaller sample size. It's not the best body of work, but uh, yeah, that's what we got. <laughs> Man, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what Rising do. You're going to hopefully, you know, depends. See what, who they put in the sticks. A guy who can prevent goals. Now, again, we mentioned Rocco Rios Novo. He is a guy with a bit of news on him. But he, uh, he he prevents a lot of goals for Phoenix Rising. And he and his U23 Argentinian team, they're going to Paris. Paris. They are. Um, I'll say this now after qualifying for the Olympics. Let's put some things in perspective because I know some people are saying, is he going to the Olympics? A, we don't know. Uh, B, there are squad rule changes between the qualifiers and the finals tournament. Mm. So for the qualifiers, they were entitled to call up 23 players. Yes. For the finals tournament... They are entitled to call up 18 players. That's less. With three standby players. But the standby players, and here's the critical thing, by and large, can't join in once the tournament has started, except for in cases of force majeure. Mm. So... I haven't heard that in a while. So what... Is he going to be in there? I mean, we, we saw he wasn't really playing. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. I mean, I, it's one of those things. Definitely, either way, it's uh, it's a good achievement. You know, rather guy that, regardless whether he was part of the team that qualifies, pretty cool. Yeah, important. Big news there. Uh, you know, talking about keepers between the sticks, preventing goals. Well, we do have a former rising player who scored quite a banger, as they say, Mr. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Yeah, making his uh, debut in the Polish League. Coming off the bench in the second half, gets a 94th minute banger of a goal. Yeah, also the goal to that, win the game. that his team conceded. Uh, that was... Yeah, if you, you want to go watch the, the full highlights. That was a blunder. Yeah, but still, big goal for him. His first day, uh, his, uh, you know, competitive debut took for his it, new it well. team. Took it took well. It well. Took, took it well. Took it very, very well. And uh, good sign of things to come, hopefully. Good sign of things come. Danny Trejo, miss, miss that guy. Um, one other piece we have, and I know that the you know there was a statement put out last week, but I don't think we have had a chance to touch upon it. Oh, on, here we go. Yeah, on the on the pod is, you know, there was an announcement of the Super League and their inaugural season, the USL Super League, right? Yeah. More info to come on. The league in their inaugural season, unfortunately, the news, uh, Phoenix will not be having a team in their inaugural season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we need to, obviously, we need to address that. Um, look, I, I'll say that there are two ways to approach this right now, and I'll go through them, okay? On the one hand, rising a lot of what the argument is, is they're not in a place to launch it right now in terms of being ready and all of that. And if they launch, they want to do it right. I, I get that. You don't want to launch this and launch it badly. Yep. However. Comma. When you make the promise that you're going to do this and you don't then follow through on that, it raises some serious questions. If this team isn't ready to commit to launching that team, they shouldn't have committed to launching that team. But they did. 
And then when you get to that point and the arguments are things such as the league didn't meet the deadline uh, in order for us to, quote, secure female leadership for our new women's team, end quote, and that the inclusion of Tucson uh, was, quote, made without our knowledge, end quote, and that it, quote, negatively impacted buy-in from potential investors, particularly our prospective lead female investor, end quote. It raised a lot of questions because where where were these conditions when you were lapping up the initial PR um, of, of launching a team? Yeah, I mean... Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a big difference between... I mean, at this point, uh, all of this, to be honest, is, oh, it's the league's fault and, you know, we, we were going to do it, but they couldn't get stuff done in time. Um, and also is all reliant on the idea that they bring someone new in, which, of course, again was never part of the initial announcement was it they were going to it was contingent on bringing new investment money in that that wasn't part of it so it's disappointing um it's not surprising i i think for those who've been tuned in with the team for over the last year um it's not surprising at all um we we've been hearing rumblings of similar issues for months and months and months now mm-hmm. um but this is where they are um i mean yeah there will not be a team in the inaugural season we'll wait and see if it comes in uh later on but um yeah i i'll also add that obviously the statement was unsigned by any one individual it was simply a phoenix rising fc um which i can understand sometimes why people do that but it very much makes it look like no one wants to really take responsibility for the the ultimate failure to launch his team off the ground. Yeah, the, um, I mean, I think the thing that it strikes me about this was the part about, okay, Tucson's participation. That, that I found a little bit funny because I, I understand, I understand parts of like, yeah, but you're really saying Tucson's made, this big made, competitive worry? Well, made without our advanced knowledge and it negatively impacted buy-in from potential investors, particularly our prospective lead female investor. As Can someone, I add some context? Sorry, actually, I do please, I do need to add context please. and this is in the interest of fairness. Yes. I did ask the league on the day that the statement came out for a response in regards to uh, that particular uh, accusation, effectively, from Phoenix Rising in the statement that the league did not tell them about Tucson's participation until uh, the time of the actual announcement. The reply from the league did not in any way, shape, or form address the question. So I think that's fair to point out sure. in Phoenix Rising's defense. That is that is fair to point out the fact that we asked the league. The league are not or have not chosen in this case to publicly defend themselves on that particular allegation yeah um i mean that does add definitely some context and nuance to it but i mean to me listen whether you're framing this as someone is choosing to invest in the tucson team or the phoenix team i think to me if that's how you're going to paint it as you know okay well we didn't get buy-in from certain investors to me either a you're starting way too late in the game or b you weren't i mean you weren't placing enough of a priority about it to make them want oh, they to weren't. invest and that well and, and that's and that's like the whole point is like again i'm not trying to make this as a phoenix versus tucson but like then i'm from tucson 
and no respect, no disrespect to the people for Tucson. I want the, I want the, I want the the team to succeed well. Max, what do you think about Tucson? Ah, Tucson is the reason why I'm here now. But uh, no, uh, you know, right? Tucson, Albuquerque, <laughs> go. Okay, I mean, come on, Tucson's not that bad, but uh, I agree, I agree. Yeah, that's an that's that's an easy <laughs> one. No, but it's it's one where I just don't buy the whole investment side of things. Even if you were quote unquote blindsided or negatively impacted, whatever you want it, and even if that's true, okay. That's not a fair thing to say in my mind because you need to build up your pitch and your priority to it early and often. The fact that it was, again, going back to there was no communication, that there's just quiet, that there's this radio silence, gives this aspect and the thought of you don't control the narrative. If other people are controlling the narrative, people are going to run with it. And rightly or wrongly, they're going to draw the assumption that this is not something that was heavily prioritized by you. And if that's the impression that's left, then... Like, you kind of have to lie with where the fans fall in it. Again, you want to be always controlling the narrative, and that's just kind of what we've seen really since the initial PR was was announced. You kind of mentioned that they had all the glory from it, but then when push comes to shove, we didn't hear anything for months and months and months. Then that statement that really kind of ended with, we want to support in every way we can, but we have the anticipation of joining forces when the time is right, under the right conditions. These things are not always going to be in a perfect place where it just ends up and lies beautifully just for you to capitalize when the timing's right. But listen, it, that's the that's the ambition of going in on something in one of the in one of the first couple teams. That's the opportunity that you've now missed. Yeah, I, I'll add again on here with the anticipation of joining forces when the time is right. That's a specific quote, by the way, from from the release that Max is bringing up there again. The time is right when you have committed to joining the league, right? If this wasn't the right time, that's fine. Sometimes that is the case. But you don't then make a commitment to join the league and then fail to do so. It's just such bad optics. It doesn't look good. Um, I... I mean, I'll, I'll add as well. I, I, I like some of the some of the like kind of no, we care about women's sport in here. And again, I'm not going to say they don't, but but f- in the past five years alone, Phoenix Rising Youth has placed 138 women into college programs, over half of which were Division One programs. Isn't Phoenix Rising Youth just a rebranded Scottsdale Blackhawks? Mm. Plus some other clubs, of course, as well. And I, I know the club do things for the the youth programs, but again, they, I mean, they they weren't going to take it over and shut the women's game down, were they? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can't take over a club and shut that side of things down. So I get it, but like again, context context is good. Context, um, context matters. Uh, Mikey's saying in the chat that's what it was all PR. Uh, Scott in the chat, uh, Tucson Reno, same same. That's a that's a deep cut right there. <laughs> um, there's some actually some weird similarities but that's for another day um yeah man it's it's again it just doesn't rub people the right way i keep going back to again you got to control the narrative even if you don't have all the information i'm not expecting people to put out a statement every couple weeks or every month but when you go from all the hype of the initial announcement to now with what nothing in between what well, you, you had expect? the league president being paraded around by owners. You're right. In Phoenix, You're right. wearing Super League scarves. Ah, uh, yes. You had the so inaugural that's... USL Super uh, yes. League Congress held here in Phoenix, where they brought people from all the various teams here to Phoenix. Again, there's a so lot the of illusion. Not the not the Phoenix's USL Super League team actually bothers right. to put anything out about the fact that the USL Super League Congress was coming to Phoenix. But uh, yes. 
that that happened still. So, yeah, um, they did of course get Division One sanctioning though. That sets up uh, whatever's coming um, as the the battle we prepare for them to commence. Um, they didn't even. Are you pulling up the Super League Twitter now? The the Phoenix Super League Twitter. I am. Did they even retweet the? We uh, have the initial. Wait, hold on. They didn't even retweet the Phoenix Rising statement about the club not happening, did they? I am looking. I am not happening for now, of I'm course. Smoo- I'm sleuthing. Sleuthing. He's not sleuping very well. No, the last no. tweet was in May, wasn't it? it was literally it was all from that that, bl- that blitz in May. Yeah, it was in May. Yeah. This is. It has had no. Nice. Act- it has had zero activity since uh, May. Hashtag ready for more in the header. And many, many ready for more. Eventually, there's no replies. There's no likes. There's nothing since May. That's there we go. Wild. That's wild. There we go. Oh man, it's uh makes you think. Makes you uh, it kind of hurts a bit. But uh, I say OGs to that one. Not the good OGs. That is our friends at OGs. Max, what's that transition, man? Well, you know, I got. I do have a. I do have a fun. Uh, I do have a fun fact. I will. I will remain. You know, that I'll, transition's worse than Trigg's transition when he was playing FIFA. Oh yeah, to be fair, he was bad. Uh, but mm. you know, he cannot have OGs because you have to be 21 years old or to enjoy responsibly. But uh, I will say, someone in the chat, I will let them identify if uh, they would like to. But someone who's in the chat right now, they DM me earlier today, said, "I hope you're happy," and I very much was because they DM me themselves buying a bag of OGs. It was phenomenal. The effect, the Max Simpson effect. Are there, some people are saying the PHX rising effect. The Adman the, effect. On, the PHX rising effect. We're not it's calling it the Max Simpson effect. Uh, the Adman effect. You know, your ego doesn't need that, Max. I don't need that. But hey, the PHX rising effect. It is real. OGs. It is the bomb. Diggity, guys. Check them out. OGsBrands.com. Again, they have the OGs Naturals and the Big OGs. That OGs Naturals are the vegan gummies. Made with sweet rosin, that sweet clementine, the big OGs, my nickname in college, as you already know. No, it's not. Made no, it was not. It never was, Max. Don't lie to the people. 100 milligrams of THC perforated. You can make them in a 10, 10 little uh, gummy thing. So fantastic. Learn more about OGs brands at ogsbrands.com and across all social platforms at OGs brands. Jacob, what's up? You're How do you spell OGs, Instagram. by the way, just for people? Remind them again. O-G-E-Z. How do you spell it? E-E-Z. There you go. Well done. O-G-E-E-Z. Brands. Just judging you, Max. Mm-hmm. So the usual. Got it. Uh, yes. And uh, something that also, you know, I was actually indulging in uh, this weekend, some Four Peaks. Four yeah. Peaks. Was that when you weren't in Coachella? I was not. I was actually no, on business. I was actually on business. I was on business. business. I, on business. I, had, on no, business. I actually was on business. It happened to be at the Waste Management. Open. Rumor has it that Max is the reason they shut down alcohol sales at the Waste Management Phoenix. Can I confirm or deny? Four Peaks, they were at Waste Management. They were having a good old time. The Bad Birdie Juicy Golden Ale was phenomenal. Again, had a 3 Street Pub. I've had it on multiple occasions. It is phenomenal. People are clamoring for it in the office. I actually shouldn't have just said that because that's not good. Uh, it will be coming in the office at some we, point. We do want some in the office, Max. When's it coming to the office? Uh, rumor has it that we have a, maybe a little event planned uh, coming up soon. So stay Ooh. tuned involving some Four Peaks. But Four Peaks, get their Bad Birdie, Juicy Golden Ale. Find Four Peaks at Four Peaks Pub and at Four Peaks Brew. Keep up with the latest and greatest going on in Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older too. Enjoy responsibly. Yeah. Uh, Max, the, the people are... are again, again, I direct everything to Jacob Franklin. Sounds like the build-up to this Jacob tattoo. Franklin. A Jake. lot of the noise at the time. At Jacob then, Franklin 4. At him. Uh, we've also got tattoo effect when. And, uh, well, he w- for sure wasn't in the tattoo shop. I am literally telling you, it, we are waiting on a date. Hey. I have been done All right, live on air. What uh, What were the dates? Oh, gosh, you know. What were the dates you sent me? Uh, 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 we're on one right now. Uh, 
Uh, Absolutely, we do. Again, oh, that's did, I, did, I, did I text you? I think I texted. We're doing this. Yes, we are dissettling this. this is hopefully a, now. This is a horrible medium. This is a horrible medium. Uh, no, we just on. we're just no, like it, we're gonna we're gonna do it. But I'm just saying. It's just, you can't blame Jacob on air, and then when he wants to deal with it, not deal with it. All man. right, Come we on. have we have uh, February 29th, Mr. Jacob. He's gonna look at that and wince. I know. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a shake. There's a wince. Shake of the head. It's gonna have to be the next one then. That one is that one is a Thursday of. Uh, Winning weekend. Of yeah. The week leading up to that March could be 7th? a treat. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, then. We've got two more games that night. We've got two games both days. Oh, man. All right, Mr. Tough. Simpson. I guess Max isn't getting a tattoo. Oh, man. That's tough. Uh, well, you know what? Let me let me ask for a couple more non thir- Give me Thursday dates. We'll have, to, we'll have to get some other ones out there. I can't believe that because he waited so long. Don't do this. You waited no! so long, man. Buddy, I literally and now we're up against it. And April it may not... 4th, April 11th. Whoa, that's, like April in the season. that's like in the season. Oh, whoa, whoa. I'm trying to get this done before a season opener. We listen. We have We something. have no Thursdays without games. It doesn't have to be a Thursday. Oh, you said, okay. I said that's what I was given. Let me ask for some other ones. Let me. Uh... I mean, Wednesday, the third, uh, the Wednesday, March 13th. This is a whole March sixth. Like we could do the sixth. Go on, Mr. Simpson. What? Get to work. What? The sixth of opening week. What do you think, March? We're bullying him live with just potential, uh, potential tattoo dates. Uh. Welcome. Uh. Welcome to the Max Simpson Tattoo Planning Show. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's something. Yeah, this is a, this is, this is a meeting. Maybe, point. just maybe, by the end of this show, we will have a yeah, plan in place. I, mean, I don't. I but don't. likely, we will not. But we will keep, we will keep you guys informed. Um, you, he will keep you informed, just like he kept Jacob informed when it initially got called off. I did, did I not? You a day after me. I told I had to text you. Well, I mean, again, <laughs> okay. again, again, clear my stuff. Um, anyway, yeah, we, uh, I think that's all the real. I'm just saying that, you know, rumor has it, if you go into the season without a tattoo, it's kind of like when you go into the season in admin, there should be a points deduction involved. I, who says I'm going into the season? I'm doing what I can. Uh, Max, it's been eight months. It's not been eight months, to be fair. I, I don't. It's not been quite that long. Oh uh, yeah, I think uh, no, no. I think I think these. I think uh, Welsh Easy and Devon all are uh, uh, no sipping. Can't be sipping the four peaks. Um, yes, yeah, for multiple reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's all we uh, have for tonight. Definitely no other announcements, right? Oh, we're talking about Las Vegas quickly. No. Oh yeah, actually we do. Hey, yeah, Las Vegas lights. Let's talk about Las Vegas lights quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, they signed players. Four new players. Four. 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 players. Woo. Did you believe it? They actually exist. They did it. They did it. Well done, boys. Jose Bats, baby. Hey. 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 Should we get the list of players up? Do it. Let's have a quick chat. They have bringing in. Woo. Clementa. Yeah. Joe Hafferty. Oh. And Christian Pinzone. Hey. And Coleman Gannon. Mm. What do you think, Max? Well, they're going to follow in the rich, illustrious history that is Las Vegas Lights. Not good. Really? Bang. No. Uh, no, to be fair, they're not that bad players. No, the ones they picked up today. Third, third like, one, who's the third one you mentioned? Uh, Pinzone? I mean, yeah, he's actually... Yeah, I mean, he's okay. He's I mean, you look down. at some of his numbers, right? He's above average. 
I mean, he is above average, right? I mean, okay, to give you the context here, uh, John Morrissey, of course, USL Tactics on Twitter, has his uh, games above replacement uh, yes. metric, and he puts him in the 58th percentile. So, mm. yeah. Okay. I see, I see, I see. Interesting, interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, right. Clement is all right as well. It's fair. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Las Vegas stuff, huh? Okay. Yeah, Las Vegas. Is there is there anything else that we had? Up to you to announce it, mate. I'll let you do the honors. Jacob, is it ready? Yeah, it's ready. Right, cool. Yeah, the tattoo is coming. No, no it's not, not unfortunate. That's not, not it. But we do have Bobby Dooley, Phoenix Rising president. Bobby Dooley will be joining the show next Tuesday, February 20th. In studio, folks. We're going to get him in studio. It's going to be 5 p.m., a little bit earlier time per usual. But again, we will be putting this out there again as a reminder. But yeah, one week from yeah. the day, we got the prez. Yeah, club president coming into the studio. There we go. Have a chat. There we go. Have a chat. Have a chat. Send <laughs> us your questions. Diehards, of course, get priority on questions. Send them in the Discord. Uh, yeah, that's why it pays to be a diehard. Folks, become a diehard yourself. Go to phnxlocker.com. You get uh, priority questions as we do. We ask questions on which league should we play our pregame uh, show FIFA game in. And thank you to Albert. He picked the Turkish Super League, in which case I dismantled Reese. He was bad. Reese, you were horrible today. Like, even everyone in this Train. room will admit it. Reese. Yeah, yeah. he ruined my dinner. Yeah. You, you can't use that excuse. Max, you were going to get me Monroe's. I, You're what? Me I didn't agree to this. Chicken. Anyway, diehards, uh, diehards. Max is buying Monroe's. Don't, no free ads. We, I draw the line. No, uh, no. It's not. You're just buying. I'm not buying anything. You are. Reese lost. The diehards tried to help, though, right? But you can maybe, maybe this can be his his other forfeit. Maybe the other forfeit for. I mean, we're gonna have to add to it as well because this is getting later and later, and I feel Max, like I got, a deal, I got a deal for you. You get catering in for the entire studio. What? You give me Monroe's. What? You don't have to get a tattoo. No, you can't make that deal. That won't happen. That's the thing. Oh, no, I can make that deal. No, you can't, Jacob. The people won't let you. People in the chat will love that. All right, yeah, I'll take that deal. <laughs> Ah, ah, ah. Yes, but uh, become a diehard today, right? Again, yeah, in the Discord. Just, uh, pick, pick, our, pick, our, pick our FIFA teams, everything like that. Stop Googling some bad it. news for you. It's closing Stop in it. 13 minutes. That's that's 12 more than I need. We're getting out of here. Um, no, but... Uh, I don't know. I might drag this out a minute. It's not happening. Yeah, you can also, of course, when you're a diehard, get uh, discounted and free merch, free shirt. Uh, for your first sign of become, becoming a diehard, you can get this sick rising tea. You can get a Peach Next Suns shirt. Yeah, the Suns are about to play in about. Yeah, the Suns are about now. to play. You got our Rise to the Top shirt as well, pictured on screen. Get it today. Become a diehard again. The tattoo. We are getting a date, and that's the only place you can see the tattoo is if you are a diehard, of which there are many. Mr. Owen Evans, we've covered a lot. Uh, once again, another off the rails show. Is there anything else that we need to hit? Yeah, have you got a reply yet on those tattoo days? I have not. Oh, uh, Max. I, I blame so Max for that, don't you, you Jacob? You cannot spin this on me. Yeah, there's a little nod there. A little anyway, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Oh, yeah, wait, Mikey in the chat. I got myself a wagon shirt. Appreciate that, oh, yeah. sir. They are a wagon. Boom. Uh, appreciate everyone joining us um, on our wagon, even though it has gone off the rails uh, of the PHNX Rising podcast. Uh, um, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore underscore rising because double the underscore. 
Double the tattoo. You still owe me. I don't know why I give you this option. You can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can follow Owen on Twitter at OJ Evans 18. You can follow, follow Trig. Die like you Reese at Reese 11 underscore harass him because he is bad at the FIFA. You can follow Jacob. Let's call him Trig as well. You can follow Jacob on Twitter at Jacob Franklin 4. No? What do you mean? It's not, what do you mean it's not Jacob Franklin? You've got an underscore. Jacob underscore Franklin? Jacob, oh crap. Mm. Jacob Franklin underscore four? No. no. Jacob, Jacob, right the- Jacob underscore Franklin four. It's literally here, Max. I don't, I'm not looking at it. Damn. Follow Jacob underscore Franklin four. Give the man give the man some follows. He's a good follow. Uh, you're a better person in real life. But hey, it is the beautiful game, but it's way more beautiful when you- Max actually gets the tattoo. Be, a fucking night!